0: Welcome to another episode of the SNC Podcast. I am your host, Falasha De Anosier. On this episode of the show, I will be chopping it up with leading audio engineer, Michael Udena, who's popularly known as Makai on the mix. Makai is based in Lagos, Nigeria, and his work cuts across various sectors and entities, from corporations, radio stations, to musicians such as Dammy Crane, Two-Faced Debia, Bows. Iceberg Slim, Ninola, K9, Seriki, Vector the Viper, Rugged Man, Praise, and Terry Aquala, to name a few. I talked to him about his journey into the music industry, how he approaches his mixes, and more. Welcome to the show,
1: Makai. Thank you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Why did you have that face? Okay, I wasn't expecting you okay. to say welcome. <laughs> <laughs> okay, if you could put the microphone closer to your mouth. Okay. So can you walk us through your journey and how you got into music production?
1: I think this started like um 2011, 2012 Then I used to be a rapper.
0: Yeah. What was your rap? Okay. <laughs> I've interviewed so many aspiring rappers, rappers that failed. What was your rap name? Uh Semakai. Are you serious? Yeah. Okay.
1: Well, do, I changed names so many times and uh, my sister was in York then, so I was like, okay, who do you know that can help me out and all that? So mm-hmm. she said, ah, I know Freestyle, the same Freestyle mm-hmm. we're doing in man So she spoke to Freestyle, I started to come true. I went to Unilag. I slept in his, um, a room. We were producing a song. I just, you know, the software I used was Fruity Loops. So that's how it started. So when I got my system, the first software that came to my mind was Fruity Loops. So I got that, Fruity Loops 3 people that produce will know that man these guy's an og uh. <laughs> um i started making beats and uh my people around my friends around then they'll come through start rapping i start writing my lyrics and all that <laughs> so it's fun and that's how i started so i started recording doing whack mixes thinking i was doing great and um my mom will come like hmm, these guys you started again Abi." blah 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 and it got to a point i started mixing I didn't go to school of mixing. I was just doing whatever I felt like that was right. No, it was wrong. As time went on, I had this DJ friend that said I should try my hands on making stingers for DJ. So I started making stingers. The stingers are what? Are stingers people? stingers who- are like, you know what? When DJs play, good evening, ladies and gentlemen, it's your DJ, DJ Waxy. So I started making those two. They were really, really sounding good. And um, that was on that face of production, mm-hmm. not just making a beat. When I finished school uh, in Lasso, I went for FRCN, training school where I trained for how to be a presenter Mm -hmm. and all that. Because I still had issues with my certificates and all that. I know lots of things, Lagos things now. (laughs) I was actually aiming at being a presenter. But I'm like, okay, if I don't really get a job as as a presenter, I can actually fall into production. Mm. So like a two-way thing. After that, I went to Top Radio for my internship. I got myself a laptop. I didn't want to disturb anybody. So I started doing my production on my own. I did some stingers on top period then And I played it for the boss, it was like nice. Load it up on the system and that was it. he didn't think twice. Yeah. Started playing it on air straight up. That's cool. it was that good. Yeah. So I did that for a while, then I left there for um Amaka-Aigui studios. I was heading the studio there. I was doing production, I was producing and mixing. It got to a point I had to like leave pro- uh, producing. I was now I focused on mixing.
0: mixing. Why did you feel like you had to Focus on mixing.
1: Okay, um, because obviously
0: production from music is different from production producing for a radio station. For you know, yes, it's different.
1: Now, now the thing is this: yeah, when I was my mom, I was producing there full time, and there was a period. Thieves came around compound. They stole things, so I was accused of being the one that brought in thieves. So I was told to stop bringing in friends and all that. So I just took a break from production and it got to a point. I think that break was like that was it i just like you know what i'm not cool making money from this piece making mm. stuff people just come and destroy my life i'll be making beats for them and they'll use it and they won't appreciate it so i'm like you know what let me just leave beat making so that's how i now left it so i had to like follow up to um production, production. and from there i went to rainbow fm as head of production mm. and also a presenter
0: oh yeah <laughs> that's cool so what shows were you presenting
1: i started with a rock show and uh um, you like rock music how funny it was just an opening. Okay. I like, fine, I like rock music, but not like I, I was into rock music, but it was the only opening then. I'm like, you know what, let me just give it a shot. And that's how I started presenting.
0: You talked about you wanted to be a rapper, then you saw Freestyle, then you saw him doing music
1: production. Did you not notice that you were abandoning your rap, <laughs> your rap okay, career? Okay, okay. About my music career? ah okay i felt i was spending too much money Mm. not like i felt i was spending too much money Mm. more than what i was getting and i'm like come on i didn't have any sponsor and all that so i'm like okay since i'm good in production let me cool face production before Mm. i have gray hair (laughs) i'm still rapping. so that's how i just focus on uh, production
0: i was speaking to your boss and he was also trying to join a band well thankfully his mother stared him off that route He said, he said, thank God his mother, you know, that if not, it so would have been, you know, all these, like, wack people in a band. So, you Tell know. You. Yeah. Now, in your role as the sound engineer for Extreme Ideas, yeah. you have also done work for corporate organizations. Yeah. Are there any differences in how you approach your job as opposed to working with an artist or producing for a radio station?
1: Okay, let me start from radio. When I started my stuff on radio, I was messing around with sounds. I can repeat different voices i see I mess around with sound basically so i infuse that into mixing of music just like saying my, my name is makai you get mm-hmm. i infuse that into mixing of music and i'm still infusing that skill into production in extreme here because there are some radios that needs not just recording and mm-hmm. putting music underneath you need to make it sound different from the regular kind of radio so i try as much as possible to Make it stand out. Make the client listen to it, like, damn, this sounds good. Mm-hmm. Make it. So I try to make it different from other other agencies.
0: Okay. How do you approach your mixing? Because I read somewhere that, and you may disagree, that there is an art to mixing. So the person, the engineer, I think it was Future's engineer. I think it was. He's late
1: now. How I mix, first and foremost, I, li- I need to like the song. If I don't like the song, the mix is going to be whack. So, if the song is whack, what I do is I just try to <laughs> like the song. Yeah. That was the first thing. The second thing is I try to make the song better than the way they gave it to me. When I did not mix for Karashika, Files loved it immediately. He was like, damn, this sounds good. Mm-hmm. Like, I added some more swag to it. I did some extra stuff for him, like putting sound effects. There's a part that said, um, I use this uh, witch laughter.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. So, yeah.
1: Um, it wasn't expected that. So, how I mix my song, I try to understand the song first. If it's uh, hip-hop, okay, I listen to the lyrics. I see where uh, sound effects can fit in. I infuse that. If not, I play with the voice. If it's just a dance song, I just try making it bang. It. And sometimes, I put myself in trouble. Because <laughs> clients will be like, I don't want that sound effect. Yeah. So sometimes I'm just, okay, you know what? I don't even know what clients want. Okay, you no, know let me just do the regular mix. So I just do it the way they give it to me. I just mix it like that and I give it to them.
0: Mm. I always refer to focus. Focus says that he mixes sometimes, a lot of times he mixes in two different ways. So he mixes for what the artist or the client wants. And then he mixes what he thinks is best so that anyone you want. Exactly. That that works too. That works. So I wanted to just get your thoughts on how you go about your mixing. Now, what about mastering? How do you go about, how do you approach mastering?
1: Okay. Way back, when I started mixing, yeah, mm-hmm. I like going back. So it's, it's just it's, funny. It's, it's like you know a, what I do? I look for presets. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, so why'd
0: you laugh? Is that, is that like a bad thing to do, to look for no, presets?
1: No, no, It's more like a lazy thing to do, uh, okay. like looking for presets. Like, it got to a point, the softwares I use, I would just look for one preset that sounds good, slam it. There's this particular artist, I won't mention his name. <laughs> I, his song suffered on my hands. So. Right. <laughs> I was just trying so many things. Not until I had to like start I started studying okay the art of mastering. Mm-hmm. Okay, what do we need in mastering? We need compressors, we need exciters, we need saturation, we need limiters, we need so many things, mm-hmm. EQing and all that. Then I understood what mastering is. So as I am right now, I don't have a particular way of mastering. I don't even need your preset anymore. Mm-hmm. I can master in ten different ways and it mm-hmm. still sound good. To me it's the way I feel. If I have a song I'm working on now, like maybe an R and B song or I don't know the way I'm going to master an r and song is going to be different from the way I'm going to master in that genre. I can use this particular compressor today and tomorrow I say, no, I don't want to use it. So mastering mastering is, to me, it's even one of the easiest things because mixing is the main thing. If yeah. you don't get your mix right, your mastering will not work.
0: That's exactly what VTech says. Now, you talked about presets. So are presets, because um, a lot of times you read about or you hear about audio engineers using plugins. So what's yeah. a plugin for people who want to know plugins more Plugins are that? like...
1: Um, uh, a compressor is a plugin, reverb is also a plugin. EQ, any tool you use is a plugin, so you can, for example, use three four plugins in mixing a vocal.
0: And then I didn't ask you what software
1: do you use? I use Cubase, I okay. use uh, Logic, and ah. I use uh, uh, I've left protos for a while, but I use uh, Studio One sometimes, Logic sometimes, Cubase most times because most jobs I get are on Cubase, so I just mm-hmm. use Cubase.
0: So who did you look up to in terms of mixing and mastering? Who are the people that you know, you said that, oh, these people in Spanish, If they can do it, I can do it.
1: She-man, she-man, <laughs>
0: she-man. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. So have you gotten to, did you learn from
1: him? um funny i learned on my own i asked um friends pretty engineer friends Uh the tech ask questions from him uh when i wasn't getting the mastering right and some pattern mixing I ask questions okay what do you do here what do you do there and uh, i got answers so i actually studied on my own on youtube too most of the time i used youtube to learn
0: see it's always i keep on saying it is such a great thing whenever like i interview people and they say that you know they use youtube to learn I feel like our generation, a lot of us, we spend YouTube on watching what Music you, send, you know. That, <laughs> you know, so YouTube is such an amazing portal yeah, if you use yeah, it is. wisely. You know, True. look at how like you've been. That's that's super awesome. So many videos on YouTube. Yes, you can like learn if, anything. Exactly. Can you learn how to kiss. yourself? Uh, so I <laughs> I think Fioki said that uh, you can learn how to become a surgeon. <laughs> I said Fioki, I yeah, wanna like, like. <laughs> Now, based on your experience, do you agree that if you start tracking either an artist or an instrument in one studio, if you move to a different studio, then the person should expect that they would have to redo either their vocals all over again or redo the instrument all over again?
1: Okay, it works in two parts. If you record in a studio and you record properly and your voice, everything sounds good, If you take it to another studio, maybe you want to do one or two corrections, you don't have to record everything again. You just have to do your correction. Maybe some parts, you want to change some lines and all. You can just continue recording. But if you record in the studio where the the engineer there recorded nonsense, like he didn't do it right and it sounds horrible, distorted and all that. If you take it to another studio, a good engineer that's not taking money first, that wants a good job will tell you or advise you, bro, revoice this Thing, because it doesn't sound good so you need to start all over oh, again okay. sometimes when i mix when i get jobs on mixing and some of the recordings are poor i tell them see i have issues with some part of your recording i don't know what happened or whatever can you revoice or you want me to just work with it that's after trying to see if i can make it sound good so if they say okay let me revoice they go revoice and bring it back and i continue mixing and another thing again is um maybe the softwares they use for example you use the um Maybe uh, a particular plugin or to play a, a tune, and for whatever reason the the engineer is no more available, and you want to take it to another studio. If you go to that studio and they don't have that particular software, it's going to be a problem. Mm. It's either you change or you have something similar, you change the, the software. You yeah. can't even get the same software because if it doesn't have it, it doesn't have it. Yeah. So it's going to play something some something a little bit different from what you originally have. Yeah.
0: Can you also speak about the importance of stereo spread? For people who are wondering steri- sorry stereo imaging okay so apparently that's an alternative word <laughs> stereo imaging so if you okay. speak about
1: that it's it's more like um making a song wider it's different between mono and stereo for example mm-hmm. mono is a one-way thing stereo you can actually have this width so when you spread you're actually making the particular sound wider i use the stereo spreader when mastering to make it wider uh, but my low end, sometimes I don't spread my low end. I actually use um, a four-band stereo major. So I have choice to spread whatever part I want to spread. Maybe the high frequency, the mid frequency, and the low frequency. But most times, I don't spread it low because I want it to be in the middle. That's oh. where the kick and bass falls in.
0: What if you spread the low? What happens if you spread the low?
1: It's more like... Uh, it depends on the song, though. Yeah, it depends on the song. Like... But most times... I let it be in the middle. You don't want to start spreading your kick. Kick is supposed to be like one way, like mm, banking. Yeah. So when it starts spreading, mm-hmm. you may not get that depth.
0: And then you talked about the high end and the low end. Okay. But people are like, what's that? You don't get high end. You don't get low end.
1: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> if you want to be a sound engineer, I should know what high end and low end is. I don't know. Yeah, explain. <laughs> okay. Low end is where the base is. Okay. Deep, thick, low parts. That's where the kick falls yeah Mm, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) that's good (laughs) okay the high frequencies are where the hi-hats falls hi-hats vocals yeah
0: so one other question i have is if you put all the instruments in the middle how does that affect the sound of a song
1: well it'll be clashing so what i do most times is i try putting different instruments to different places where they'll be happy (laughs)
0: they'll
1: be happy yeah okay like, you pan your guitar, you pan your, maybe your string, you pan. Mm-hmm. It depends on the piano, rather. It depends on the kind of song and the number of instruments you have. What I call it is collect like them. So, collect if I have like two them. similar sounds, I pan them right and left. Similar sounds. So, at least you're hearing the guitar somewhere, sorry, on your left, and you're hearing the piano on your right. Then, your vocal definitely in the middle. Your kick in the middle. It's not going to clash because the, the kick is towards the, uh, the low end. That's like uh, 70, 80. And the vocals definitely are under 5,000, 6,000.
0: Okay. There really is truly an art to mixing. Yes. (laughs) Having to know all these different things, you know. Because then I watch all these videos of people talking about, you know, the low end, you know, the high end. And I'm like, you know, like if you want to drop the sound to give it a low feel, I'm just like, this is like super, (laughs) super mad. (laughs) One more technical question. Because I think that's important that there may be people who may be listening and they want to become an audio engineer. And it's important that, you know, I always say that my goal with the podcast is to inform people. So, if it seems like I'm badgering you with too many technical questions, that's the that's the point. <laughs> now, a lot of times we hear about dynamic mix. What does it mean for a mix to be dynamic?
1: Okay, how do I explain this now?
0: Kind of dumb it down for us lay people.
1: <laughs> I'll try as much as I can. Mm-hmm. Okay, now, when it comes to dynamics, yeah, that's where the compressor comes in. Now what is a compressor? What is compression? Now, compression is when you use compressor to try to balance a sound, the high parts and the low parts, try balancing them to make them almost equal. Maybe not equal, equal, but almost equal. And that's compression. Now, dynamic on its own part is when you let it free, when you're not really compressing so hard, but you're letting it be like free, like airy. You're not squeezing it hard. There's room to breathe. Exactly. That's when something is dynamic. And um, when it's not dynamic, it's when you really, really squeeze hard. Imagine a gala kind of signal.
0: <laughs> yeah. And how does that affect the sound of a record? Does it sound like squashed? Or? Yes, it sounds squashed. Okay. It sounds
1: squashed. It's, it's, you don't even hear most of these instruments anymore because okay. you've really, really compressed everything together. Mm-hmm. So when you do maybe your light compression and all that, everything is still free. The guitars, the pianos, the vocals, they sound free.
0: I was listening to the original Karashika and the remix of the Karashika okay. last night. How did you approach the mixing of the original as opposed to the mixing
1: for the remix? Because
0: they sound, if you pay, I mean, anyone who pays attention would know that they sound different from the mixing. sound
1: different, right? Yeah. Okay. The first In a good one, way. <laughs> what did In a good way. Okay, definitely. The original mix, I started from scratch and I finished it. Now, the remix... I didn't start from scratch. What I did was I removed some parts, and I placed M.I.'s verse, and I play plays other uh, new verses. And what I did was just balancing. I already mixed the beat. You get so I extended the beat of the song. I guess I can't remember how many minutes the song was and how many minutes the remix is. So I extended the beat and I just replaced some parts with the new new verses, okay. and that was it. That was pretty much it. That was it. Then. Yeah. I can't remember uh how my voice sounds, if it was compressed already. Mm-hmm. But most times, most of these artists they tend to work on their vocals before sending. So mm-hmm. they'll be like, don't work on it anymore. Just drop it and balance it, that's all. But you know what they say about mix engineers, yeah. If I hear that Karashika now, I will still feel like working on it. Yeah. You get. Something so to, yeah, definitely something I'm, to I'm gonna work and do some tweaking. Yeah.
0: Now, you also mixed two songs of Fauz's album, Yes, I did. Polished and Next. Yes. Can you talk about how you approach the mixing of those two records? Let's start off with Polished.
1: So I went through the data. I started balancing, started with the kick, snare, then the melodies and the vocals, what I worked on last, and uh, it came out right. If you listen to the song properly, you will see some extra stuff at the end. If you listen to the guy ranting at the background, that's an effect I, I added there, and mm. he didn't complain about it. It was like, well, sounds good.
0: Yeah, why did you add that effect?
1: And because I just wanted him to sound how under feel the background so it won't clash with the main voice. I just wanted under feel entirely, mm-hmm. and I actually eq it differently from the main vocals. Okay. Yeah. And if you observed, uh I think towards the end of the song, I, I added one effect. Then i hear word. I added some cricket sound there Mm -hmm. and all that so it's not just something to make it sound different from the original and he liked it and that was it and then what about next next is a regular song it's there's nothing it's it's a good song Mm -hmm. but I just felt it's just a simple mix simple simple mix
0: now what song has been the most challenging for you to mix thus far of all the people that you have worked with, and you have worked with quite a number of people. You work with Two Faces, DBR, you work with Files, you've worked with Reminis, Rugged Man, Seri, Key, Praise, Ninjola, Vector, Sojay. The names are endless.
1: I'll say Two Faces songs. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Why? <laughs> because he's always correcting something. <laughs> and he recorded the song by himself. Mm-hmm. The next thing he'll be like, take that part, let's put it in this part you get. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, Baba. Why don't you record it like that? If you miss that <laughs> yeah, you yeah. get so it was really tough, yeah. But it was fun.
0: And what song was the most, I guess, easiest and most fun for you to mix?
1: I would say Terra Balas, Champion Charles.
0: Ah, talk about the mixing of that.
1: Okay, when I got the data from Cess, I listened to the song and I'm like, this guy is dope, like trap song and <laughs> having this uh, Apala mm-hmm. feel. I started working straight up. I'm like, okay, this last would be. A hit song. So I put my all into it. It was so fast. And the first cut was already like, damn. Seth <laughs> was like, this song this is like the best mix he's given me all this while You get It was, it was really cool. And just um, one correction and that was it.
0: That's cool. That's that was cool. It. Now let's go on to the fun random questions. Are you ready? Yes, I am. Okay. First question is, what is the one thing that you would rather pay someone to do than do yourself?
1: About my hair yes i can't that my hair by myself because so I like I, I feel like i'll look horrible guys are okay yeah maybe maybe because uh, okay. my
0: okay so i'll let that slide i just feel like guys that's like because you already have access to a what should we call
1: it a clipper so mm-hmm. but i guess i can't the, see my back yeah that's the yeah. danger no, can't your, what's go what's through that stress. yeah can you place your hair just say no
0: i'm please. the one asking the question. <laughs> but no I get your point now my second question is what is more important to you feeling good or looking good so now you taking forever that's a serious choice mm-hmm. looking good looking good
1: why because if I look good I'll feel good really yeah. yeah but even if I'm not really really in a very good mood at least you don't have to see my inside at least just look at me and okay Makai hi hi i I'll feel good inside yeah. but hey i look good that what matters oh. you don't need to know what's bothering me yeah you get
0: okay now the third question is what was the name of your first album i bought yeah or oh, was given to you
1: it's a foreign album
0: though it doesn't have to be Nigerian. eminem oh which, which one marshall matters yay, yeah. LP, yay. <laughs> so what was your favorite song i'm a huge eminem fan what was your favorite song of that lp
1: um please don't don't understand
0: that's that's cool final question is if you were given $100,000 to celebrate something or someone today what or who would you celebrate
1: my mom yeah she's been there for me way like from when i was in primary school secondary school i try as much as i can to make as happy as possible
0: in conclusion makai what do you feel are important for upcoming mixing engineers to pay attention to
1: I think you should pay attention to your general mix, especially your vocals and your balancing. Because if you don't get it right in your mix, trust me, your mastering will be horrible. You don't want to start correcting mastering. Your mastering is more like
0: polish, as I've heard,
1: polishing, finalizing, not corrections. even if you want to do some correction, just minor or minor EQ and all that, but your mixing is the main thing. So pay attention to the mix listen properly compare your mix or other mixes and if it sounds good to you then it sounds good
0: okay hopefully it sounds because you know like you were saying that the sound good to you at the time was crap <laughs> so hopefully, <Yeah. laughs> so hopefully the sound is actually good <laughs> okay okay
1: okay well if it sounds good like i said compare your mm-hmm. song i didn't compare my song yeah that's i was true. just working yeah. and do nonsense so if you like uh my sound what i mix where i mix listen to my mix when you do yours compared to mine and if it sounds good like mine then it's good that's what Shiman told me too
0: oh that's cool that's really awesome the SNC podcast is produced by Fola Shade Anosie and Tommy Wafaumi to ensure that you do not miss out on subsequent episodes you can subscribe to the show on iTunes SoundCloud Stitcher Radio Mixcloud or wherever you get your podcasts so that's T H E S N C. P O D C A S T. We are also active on Twitter and Instagram at the same name. Alternatively, I am on Twitter at Shade Nonconform. Till next week, cheers.